from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Tracy Logue, financial controller at Oliver Conroy Pallets, a third-generation family business established 60 years ago by Ollie Conroy. The company is built in excellence high-quality products and superb customer service. They're the leading supplier of wooden and heated treated pallets in Ireland and in the UK who pride themselves on their professionalism based on their loyal workforce, market understanding and their exemplary supply chain. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Tracy. Tracy, tell us all about the great work that you're doing at Oliver Conroy Pallets. So, hi, Elaine, how are you keeping? Um, first of all, it's great to be on this. It's great to get invited um, to speak about the company. So, I'm with Oliver Conroy Pallets for the last kind of maybe three to four years. Um, and at the moment, we are going through a major expansion and acquisition phase. So, it's been very exciting here for the last few weeks, and it'll be a very exciting few months now ahead as well. Um, we're kind of with everyone at every company at the moment kind of going through costs and rising costs and everything you're still trying to see the positivity and in everything at the mm-hmm. moment down the line so um that's what our aim is just to try and keep an eye on everything as best we can at the moment but jump on and try and you still have to progress so we have big plans now in the pipeline so two, two companies for flamers limited as well so it looks like exciting times ahead but maybe yeah. if we just go back to the start because this all started back 60 years ago so yeah. like, that's hard to believe you know six decades so I can just imagine you've got you know lots of generations. It's still a family-based business. Can you bring yeah. us back to the start and how it started out, or you know what exactly you do? Perfect. So it all started with um, Ollie Connery Senior, who's still with us and still working away in the business at the minute. Um, he kind of had his own kind of business selling timber um, at the same yard where he started off in Son and Mullingar. The yard is still there. Um, so he had that business for a long time um, and then Fergal and when it came into a limited company then Fergal and Neil, so the two sons, um, started working in the business. So they're working there now where they manufacture repair pallets um, and we also do collections of pallets so we're kind of collecting, we offer a kind of waste collection timber. Um, for people then as well so that kind of happens then we have um our sister company flamers where any waste timber from pallets um what happens there is it's brought to our waste site for the waste facility to recycle into another byproduct which is a fuel product um there's three generations working in the company mm. at the moment so we still have ollie then we have fergal and neil the two sons and then we have their sons again then they're working in the company so still to this day we can say there's three generations so three generations that's brilliant. Yeah. So it all goes back and it's testament. So it all started with um, Ollie himself in the timber business, buying and selling yeah. timber. And how then did it progress into to pallets? So pallets, like, you know, when I when we get a delivery of something, it often comes on a timber crate or timber pallet. So these yeah. are the pallets that you up, upcycle, would that yeah. be right to say? Yeah, so the seeing the, seeing that there was an opening in the market that for a repair cycle, so some people kind of deal with the new pallets, they buy in or sell or they manufacture brand new pallets. Um, but then there was a lot of pallets out in the system that something had to happen with them. So they kind of brought them in, start repairing pallets and realizing how busy an actual market, a bigger market it was. Uh, so they started repairing the pallets and that's where 
Um, while they had a few years with Oliver Conroy pallets and realizing that when you're bringing in pallets and repairing them, there's a lot of timber, a lot of waste timber from that. So boards that are broken, crates mm -hmm. that come in from companies, they can't get rid of timber as well instead of going to a landfill. So that's where Fergal came up with the idea of Flamers Limited, where they're able to take all the recycling instead of diverting it to or send it to um, landfills, they're able to divert it to a waste facility and then bring it into recycling. Fantastic. Product. So yeah. in the whole process of upcycling, should we say, mm. the pallets, right? The piece of timber in the cuts and all of that like what you do with them so there is a waste issue here so this yeah. is where Fergal came up with the brainchild of flamers so yes. how exactly do you take the waste or the offcuts to becoming another product so what happens then they're all kind of collected um in the yard in, in dublin they're all transported then down to our own feature trucks and oliver conroy pallets so they're transported down to the, our sister company flamers then in son and mullingar they're brought in the timber pallets all chipped. They're all kind of segregated into different grades. And once the grades are good, then they're all segregated. Um, they're all chipped. It's brought into a drying process, a screening process and a drying process. And then it's all gone into um, the wood log. So there's no um, no wax, no elements like heating elements, just pure heat. There's no um, adhesives or anything like that in the wood log. So it's just purely compressed wood chip from the pallets that goes through the wood log then. Very good. So when it comes to terms of, you know, sustainability and eco-friendly and all this, they are yeah. actually an environmentally friendly fuel source would that be correct they, to say? they are indeed yeah and then last year then it was last summer we were actually awarded the first now in ireland that were awarded an end of waste license and um, so what happens like that is um, it's epa approved and what happens you have to reach certain standards with your grades of timber coming in to be able to have it as an end of waste and um, so that's something then that not a lot of our competitors can offer at the moment so that's why we can take in the timber and it's something that to let companies know that if they've any timber on site, like building sites that have pallets um, that will be thrown into skips and they've been charged for skips or like that, we can take all that timber and bring it into a byproduct from that and then it can go into a circular economy. So for anyone then with sustainability and which a lot of companies now are doing their CSR reports and sustainability reports, to be able to deal with a company like Framers to say, well, our timber was disposed of in this way and now it's coming out into a product then that's an end of waste credited product then as well. So that was a huge Excellent. achievement to be able to get that then last year. No, uh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's evidence as well to, you know, you're continually raising your standards, mm. do you know what I mean? And you're striving for the best. So it's obvious that, you know, back all those years ago that Oliver hit something right um, yeah. when it came to coming up with Oliver Conroy pallets and to see how it's come full circle. And there's a full circle economy there now when you see yeah. the time it comes yeah. in the door. So it, it goes full circle and full cycle. Yeah. Um, and to do that within a third generation family based business is very, very admirable. You know, it's no wonder, you know, for our listeners here today that Oliver Conroy Pallets has been awarded a business all-star for three years in a row yeah. in recognition of the great work that you're doing. How, what has this meant for Oliver Conroy Pallets? You know what, when when this kind of happened the first year, when I had kind of started, there's one thing I noticed. They hate all these achievements, but they never gave themselves credit. They never kind of gave themselves a passion back or anything like that and said, geez, well done to us for that. Now, this is the, as in Fergal and Neil themselves and Ollie. Um, so when we applied for the All Ireland Business Foundation and when it came through, it was just a sense of achievement for everyone to say that someone outside of this is recognising what we're doing. Um, even for the staff, the day we had the awards ceremony for the first um, the first year we won it, we brought all the staff, even with COVID, you couldn't have a party, you couldn't do anything like that, which was unfortunate because it would have been an opportune time. So we kind of had just um, everybody kind of social distance out in the yard and just had a bit of cake, a bit of few buns, a few photographs taken, and it was the best thing that it was the achievement, the look of achievement in everyone's face. Um, but even to get for the employees and for the suppliers and the customers to get feedback and to be able to hear all that it was fantastic 
And then to get the two in the three years in a row has just been, and to be able to go to our customers and say that they're like, no, it's a huge achievement to be able to get the three in a row. And that's a huge thing as well, because, you, you know, it's all about the team as well, isn't it? So yeah, yes, the leaders definitely. have to be good at the top, but they need to have a good team underneath them. And it's great to be able to, I suppose, give that kudos and that acknowledgement yeah. and recognition. Yeah. But just equally, as you said, Tracy, to involve your buyers and your suppliers and that in it, because they're all so necessary in the yes, whole yeah. in the whole business cycle, you know. So it's evident that the business has really moved a long way on since you started. See, you're where are you based now? So we have three depots, we have two in Westmead and we have one in Dublin. So the main kind of head office we would call would be Ballymount in Dublin. Um, the original in Sana where Ollie's at the moment, that's there. And then we still have another one then just down the road from that. So the three locations and like that we're looking to expand um, still at this and we're looking at options at the moment. So it still will hopefully be getting bigger and bigger. There's big plans in the pipeline for it as well. So just at the end of the at the end of the line, so from the consumer's perspective, right, Tracy? So I'm a potential customer for flamers, you know, sort mm. of fuel open fire or whatever, and use your product. On the other side, then, who would buy the recycled, the upcycled pallets from you? Or how we deal in, in many industries. We have um we're dealing with a lot of logistics companies, um, pharmaceutical, which they will be kind of the newer, the newer pallets. So we do buy in and sell pallets then for pharmaceutical um, companies. We're dealing with the beverage, food and beverage, construction industries. We've actually hit a lot of the industries that we're dealing with. It's not just one particular one, but um we are lucky enough to have a lot of the big um a huge some big customers now on our team. Great. So you're well diversified yeah, among all the exactly, industries. Among all the industries, yeah. And look, you know, no company has been or no business really has been immune to any of the shocks positively or negatively that we've mm. felt over the last number of years from Brexit, you know, down to the, you know, COVID, down to the war in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. How has this affected your business or has there been, have you noticed any particular challenges in dealing with those? We found with COVID, at the start of COVID with both companies, when we sat down to update the business continuity plans and to go through all that, we found it was an opportune time to, even though it was quiet enough in some areas, kind of, as I say, because across of all the industries, we had used it as an opportune time to up-train ourselves. So we kind of got updated all our computer system, our IT systems. We streamlined as much as we could our side to put in new um, lean practices in all the workshops. All of that was done then at the time. So we kind of used COVID in that sense to our benefits as the best we could. And we were very fortunate in the two companies that we had no issues with COVID in that sense. And now with Ukraine, with the war, as you're finding everybody, every company is in the same position now with rising costs. So it's just trying to maintain as best you can. Um, but again, just be aware of the threats that are ahead for every for every company at the moment and just keeping on top of all of that and making sure there's continuity and supply for all our customers then as well. And that's it. I suppose so much mm. about, of it is about us always keeping the fingers on the pulse, isn't yeah. there? Being you know? ahead of the game as best you can, yeah. Exactly. And, and how are you doing that? How are you staying ahead of the game? Because just looking from the outset, you know, are, do you have many competitors in the Irish marketplace or how is that working for you? How are you staying ahead of the competition that's out there? Or is there just plenty to go around for you all? No, there is. You would be the competition is there. So you always have to be one step ahead as in your like, let's say with your costs, you're pre buying as much product as you can. Um, you're trying to put out there, let your customers, keep in contact with our customers is our main thing at the moment, is 
being with like we will be one that would always try and contact whether it's a phone call or now that you're allowed to get back out and again call out your customers have a talk with them call out to our suppliers make sure the connection is still there with your suppliers because i know they're under serious pressure trying to put product in for everybody as well so like all your consumables and as well with our staff is to make sure that they're all happy they're all okay and making sure they're all still on board for the plans ahead then that we have and keep them all updated but it is communication i think is key between no, all between the customer suppliers and your employees yeah definitely. yeah and that that's so important and i'm glad that you recognize there that you know keeping keeping the lines of communication very yeah. open and personable with everybody hmm. and i think you know email is fine and zoom and all of this you know serves a pur- serves a purpose yeah. but you cannot yeah. beat that you know number one hearing the voice down the other end of the phone as opposed to the email but taking it a step further and physically going out and meeting exactly having a coffee shaking the hand you know seeing what you, you know your clients up you know what their current wins are and mm-hmm. you know where they're exactly, struggling yeah. and getting an understanding because that helps along you know every way al- along the chain tracy i've a i don't have a funny feeling but i have a good inclination there's great things in store for you at oliver conroy palettes tell us what does the future hold so as we say at the moment with oliver conroy palettes we are going through an expansion and um, we are looking at other opportunities at the moment we can't say much too much at the moment but hopefully mm-hmm. the next two or three months now there'll be um, more information we can give out on that with flamers now we are actually bringing to the market um, a new fire log so it's going to be environmentally friendly and one of the most environmentally friendly that's available in ireland in the uk so that's coming on stream hopefully now at the it might make september october because more october november kind of timeline that that'll be on that um, so that's a progress, a work in progress at the moment. So that's something Brilliant. that we're really looking and, forward to. And for our listeners that are here today, that look for kind of, I suppose, an easier way out to light the fire, which is yeah. I'll hands up here. I'm certainly one of those. Where potentially could one go to buy the those fire logs, the flameless fire logs? So a lot of hardware stores supply our products. Um, a lot of your mace, your centrals, your spars, um, a lot of them have our product. Then you have a lot of um, your not even your, your gardening, a lot of garden um, shops, they actually have supplied the products now as well, but you're mainly kind of your your hardware stores seem to do a lot of it. And then your supermarkets, your mace, your centres. Brilliant. So very, very widely available. Yes. And, yeah. and just I suppose, you know, when you, when you look back now, Tracy, you know, with your accountancy hat on or whatever, mm. um, and you see the progression of the business over the last, you know, six decades, which really, God, it sounds phenomenal. You know, what have been the biggest challenges in growing the business to where it is today because i know there's listeners on here today and everybody's challenges and we all think that our fears and our challenges are all unique to us but actually there's a lot of similar challenges that all businesses are facing and have faced what would you say would be kind of the main ones if you were to put your finger on a few i know just for myself in the few years that i've been dealing with um with this industry or the two industries is not being afraid to put yourself out there. The one big thing is a lot of it, it's fear that you think, well, no, maybe now is not the time to do this or we'll wait till next year or we'll put it out to the year after. But I think actually just jumping in as best you can with as much information as you can and try and take a chance is not to be too afraid to make that move. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we find is it's communication with, as I said before, across all pillars um, is a big thing. A lot of people, they hold back on the communication, holding back isn't doing anyone any favour. So as being as, as open and communicative as, as you can with people. Um, and I just find being informed, being up to date with what's going on in the country and the world at the moment, that if you can try and get ahead of the game and preempt as much as you can and be prepared, seems to be the biggest um the biggest challenge then of all then is just not knowing um, what's going on, what's going to happen down the line. We know because something's going to happen down the line the next the next 18 months, God knows what it'll be, but it's trying to be as prepared as it can be. 
I think the motto of the Scouts rings true, you know, be all of, be prepared. Yes. So as much yeah. as, as you can, you know, equip yourself in terms of knowledge, what's going on in the marketplace, what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. globally, etc. Because there's so many things at play here because you mentioned there you've got your own fleet of trucks. You've got, you know, your own supply chain. You've got, yes, uh, yeah. should we say, good control over it. But then again, you've got diesel costs on one side and you, you're up and down, uh, you yes, know, all of a sudden. It's all about being able to hedge your costs where you can and to make the right decisions. Tracy, it's been absolutely phenomenal talking to you today. Um, the rate of change and what has been achieved, but most importantly, the fact that you've got three generations of the one family business yeah. um, who haven't deviated hugely from where the business actually set up, you know, being in, in the timber pallet side. Mm-hmm. At Beach, you do have the flamers, which is the, the off product. And it's so good to hear of such a sustainable type business coming full circle um it's really great here but look i want to get to know yourself a little bit better tracy so just for our listeners i'm gonna okay. lift the bonnet of the car <laughs> throw a few quick fire, few quick fire um questions at you tracy um, okay. and look don't think too long and hard just tell us the first answer that comes into your head tracy if i was to ask you what's your most cherished possession now it can't have a heartbeat by the way okay um i would have i two if i'm allowed to mm-hmm. um one from I have a ring from my granny, two grannies um, that passed away. So one is a ring that one gave me years just by chance a long time ago. Um, that's been kept and my other has been a handkerchief. It was a decorative handkerchief that my other granny had passed on to me. And again, they follow me everywhere and any house I've gone through, they've always been there in the same spot. So I think that'd be the two, a ring and a handkerchief. Brilliant. It's, it's, it's fantastic to hear, you know, how such possessions can mean so much can as mean, well. Yeah, you know, definitely. Mean the world. Yeah. So if you could send some advice back in time to your 20-year-old self, what would you share? Straight off, don't follow a plan or don't think you have to have a plan to have your, you have to go to college, do this, do that by a certain stage in life. I found that even myself, when I finished school, I didn't know what to do. I started working and then got a flair for it and got into studying into accountancy. It's never too late to actually find what you want to do. So don't think you have to have which I would have at the time, you had to have certain things done at certain ages in life, whereas you don't. That's not, that's, that's so that's true. That's definitely not something to follow. There's, there's too often not a straight route to any particular destination. Exactly. Often there's uh, the side roads, which are even more exciting. Exactly, along, yeah. More exactly. exciting along the way. I know a few of those roads myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something, Tracy, that most people wouldn't know about you. Wouldn't know about me. I was in, I made it to the big screen in the cinema. Um, Very good. Wow. My, I had my 15, it would have been 10 seconds, I'd say, of fame at an advert and a job I was working at the time. And it was sent out to all the cinemas. So I had my 15 was... seconds of fame. <laughs> but Brilliant. no one really knows about that. But anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. God, that's something that a lot of people wouldn't be able to say. When, no, you were, no. when you were growing up, Tracy, what was it you wanted to be when you grew up? When you were young, when you were a child? I wanted to be a television presenter. Now, very I'm good. the shyest you person your... <laughs> you could come across, and I wanted to be a TV person. Really? <laughs> so very good. the most good. random one, yeah. Definitely. Well, that did come true, so with you so being there, yeah. the, the adverse of <laughs> the TV screen, funnily enough. Yeah. Tracy, if you had a, could have a dinner party, right, and invite any four guests in the world, who would you have at the table? This discussion came up recently with a group of friends, and... I couldn't think. I know one I wanted Bruce Springsteen. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. If I could have him there, I'd be happy out. Um, but after that, I actually couldn't think. The only side I wanted, and it's more a sentimental side, is my grandparents. I didn't know my 
grandparents on my granddad on my dad's side. I never, he was a died before, I think he was only a year old. So I would love to actually sit down and have a conversation with him. And just when you hear stories as you're growing up of someone that you didn't really know, and you hear of the divilment they get up to and all that, yeah. I'd actually love to sit down at mm. a dinner party with that and just hear all the stories. Very good. No, I can hear you. And should I take the third chair at the table and you can take exactly, the Exactly, yeah. That's it. <laughs> We're done. We'll have a nice. And we'll have Bruce Springsteen serenading us. Serenading us, yeah, in the corner. We'd be happy out. <laughs> and come here, Tracy, right? If you had a motto in life, what would it be? Mine has always been what's meant for you won't pass you. That, mm -hmm. that saying has always stuck with me for everything. Or if you're going through anything and you're thinking you're getting upset about something, you're like, no, just think on it. What's meant for you won't pass you. So that's what I've always stuck to. Definitely wise yeah. words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Tracy, it's been fantastic chatting with you today. Thank you so much for sharing about all, about all of our Conroy palettes and flamers. If somebody wants to get in touch, learn more about all of our Conroy palettes or flamers, how can they do that? Where would you point so them to? We have, we're on LinkedIn and Facebook for both companies. And then on all of our Conroy palettes, it is, you'll get us on the website, conroypalettes.ie, and then you get flamers.ie at the website then as well. And then Brilliant. with anyone who wants to contact, if they want to get the numbers off the website then as well. Brilliant, lovely stuff. Tracy, I wish you the very best of luck. Hopefully we'll see you in Crow Park on May the 18th, May the 18th. for yeah, the All-Ireland Pieces Summit. Um, I love the idea that you've got good news coming down the track, so hopefully we'll be able to celebrate with you in person. I'm looking forward to visiting visiting um, your plans in person to meet you all. Definitely. And hopefully maybe we can coincide with that big announcement, Sweet. which I'm looking really looking forward to. Perfect. Tracy, thank you so much. Thanks a million, Elaine. Take care. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars programme, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl. goodbye.